What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. What is going on? My name is Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. Thanks for checking out the show. Big up to everybody who's been listening, spreading the word, rating, reviewing, and all that. Today's show, man, I'm mad hyped for this one. Doing a lot of local stuff. Had a lot of local Chicago MCs on the show. We had the Morlocks on here, Spirit Julia, Big Crown Music. Today's episode, you don't get much bigger than this. You got my guy, Vic Spencer. Man, he's on the show today to talk about his entire catalog, talk about his new album, The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, talk about his EP Mudslide with Small Pro. Just a lot of fun talking with him, and definitely stay tuned. We're going to get into it with Vic Spencer on this episode. Kind of a Halloween episode. I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm recording this the day after Halloween, but I'm still drinking my pumpkin spice coffee. So all you haters who don't like pumpkin spice and everything, uh, whatever, I'm going to be drinking this till whenever. Until it's not on the shelf anymore, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> happy Halloween. I'll talk about Halloween ends in this episode. I saw it. Uh, I got thoughts about it. Love this time of year. Love it. I- I'm a Halloween dude. I-, I like this stuff. I like these movies. Halloween is my- one of my favorite times of the year. So, I'll talk about it a little bit here in the podcast today. But definitely, before we get started talking to Vic Spencer... In the last episode, I know it's been a while since I've done one of these, so, you know, thanks for sticking with me. The last episode, we had my guy, Mr. Hooper, on to talk about his new album, The Passionate Scribblings of a Grammatic Architect. He was a lot of fun having on. We talked about Star Wars. He talked about his new album and all those things. And here's a clip. We always do this. Before we go forward, we always go back and we play a clip from our last guest. So definitely go back and check out that episode if you want to hear about Mr. Hooper and how he's repping the 916 out in Sacramento. Here's Mr. Hooper, flashback time, talking about his new album, The Passionate Scribblings of a Grammatic Architect, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Storytelling is a big part of, of hip-hop. If you're not telling stories on your album and you're just kind of getting in there and spitting bars from start to finish i think it's more likely that a lot of stuff's gonna get skipped people will go to their you know to their favorite song where you kind of did the same thing you did on the other 10 songs 
right? Right. Whereas storytelling adds a little bit more uniqueness to tracks, right? So it it, it then boils down to what do you what are you feeling that day, right? Do you want to hear me spit like Flair, or do you want to hear about Joseph Ripley's journey trying to get to his first day of work, <laughs> or right. or you know, it's uh it just rounds out the album. It gives people a little bit more to dig into, a little bit more dynamic. You know, that's that's how I feel about it. I think about the albums that I loved back in the day. I still try to emulate that style of what did they put on the album they didn't just get on there and play 10 songs that make you dance they they gave you a little bit of everything that was mr hooper definitely check out his new album the passionate scribblings of a grammatic architect i said it three times i think i was like two more times and candy man comes i don't know <laughs> just having fun with this halloween stuff but big up to mr hooper definitely go check out that album had a lot of fun talking with him about star wars and and that album, and then much, much more. So definitely, definitely check him out. Doing big things out there, 916 Sacramento. And like I said, on today's show, we got my guy Vic Spencer. We're going to talk about his new album, The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, his EP Mudslide, and much, much more. I'll talk about Halloween Ends at the end of the episode. It's pumpkin spice. You hear that? I'll never stop drinking that. Haters complaining about a flavor. It's too early. Why are you still drinking it? Get out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're putting candy canes out everywhere. Trees are everywhere. It's Christmas time on November 1st already. So, all right, let's get into it. Check out the show, the Infinite Banter Podcast, on all streaming platforms. Rate and review the show on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser. Go on YouTube to hear Klezer and Past Guests. The show is on all social media platforms at Infinite Banter Podcast. And I'm on Twitter. No blue check mark. I ain't paying for that. That Elon dude could uh, get out of his damn mind thinking people are going to pay for a blue check mark. I don't have one. I don't need one. And I definitely am not going to try to pay to get one. That's ridiculous. This guy. Before we get into the show, I definitely want to take a minute to give my condolences. And uh, really sad to hear the news about Metamo from Rubber Room Chicago uh, group. That's They're legends in the game. They've been around a long time. And uh, Metamo passed recently. And uh, just definitely want to give my thoughts and condolences to his family and friends and Mr. Echoes did a lot of the production and beats for them. Uh, he was a guest on this show a couple years back and I definitely was thinking about him when I saw the news and definitely um, rest in peace to Meta Mo. You know, Rubber Room was one of those uh, legendary Chicago groups. Definitely seen Rubber Room perform a few times, going to shows and seeing them open for some of the acts I would go check out and yeah, it's just really tough, man. Rubber Room, go play some Rubber Room. If you're not familiar with their music, definitely go check them out. And uh, he's just he's just so young, man. Meta Mo, uh, definitely, definitely condolences to his family and friends and everybody. And uh, it's hard to talk about Chicago hip-hop and not think about Rubber Room. And definitely, uh, you know, condolences to the family. You know, that episode I did with Mr. Echoes, he talked about their start and how we got hooked up with all those guys and how Rubber Room, uh, the trendsetters in the 90s, you know, a lot of people weren't really... Uh, checking for hip-hop crews and uh rubber room was one of those staples so definitely a big salute and rest in peace to meta mo and those friends and family definitely be thinking about him tough news to hear 
So let's get into it. Let's talk to Vic Spencer. Let's talk about some new music from Vic Spencer and all that. But before we do anything, this show never begins until the one and only, the legend from Queens, DMC. He says this, the show starts. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. And as always, before we talk to our guests, we'd like to play a track to get you excited, to get you ready for that guest. And, you know, before we talk to Vic Spencer, we got to play a track. His new video out right now. You go on YouTube, you type in Vic Spencer, strolling and bowling. It's right there for you. This is from his latest album, Psychological Cheat Sheet 3. This album is really something. It's It's got a nice blend of, like, some jazz and some, some soul. And I, I definitely am feeling it. Everybody go out there, check out this album. But this video right here, the new one, strolling and bowling. Go on YouTube and check it out. Follow Vic Spencer. Look out for new music from him coming as, as well. But here we go. Here's the new track from Vic Spencer off his album, The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, Strolling and Bowling. And on the other side of this, we'll talk to the man himself. So here we go. Strolling and Bowling, Vic Spencer on the Infinite Banter Podcast. One day I was strolling around oh, the one August day I was we strolling ain't around the one day I was strolling always go back to where I always I remember when I wasn't even driving, I was still pushing. I didn't have a whip, chick still looking. Soon as I made some shit happen, now they booked me. I used to be in a place where it was junkies and hookers. Nigga grew up on the west side, strolling towns, I've been everywhere. I'm really a city boy, I never take a divvy there. Shit is really scary here, I still survive. It's a lot of times that a nigga could've died now Surviving the condo, the group home was temporary I was only there to make the vision into charity Turn me into character, the area was plagued That's when a nigga like me had to travel away One day I realized that nothing is something long as you breathe Make sure you cop all the weed I smoke in front of cops, I stay in the lead And I'm about to cop the sneakers till I turn 83 Strolling and bowling still Victor, blow the kill while I write my will Nigga, I was born and I can die That's the way the game played Aim spray, I know a lot of niggas That's the same way shit. And they serve all type of shit In the gang way You don't want you to get your ass stained today uh, This is the life that I chose Niggas get blowed in other cities Just to take my black ass home I'm out OZ from LA to ORD Then I'm back to a car that was 50 degrees In my coffin, I wear the off-whites, it's alright I've been getting away with murder all night In my coffin, I wear the off-whites, it's alright I've been getting away with murder all night In my coffin, I wear the off-whites, it's alright I've been getting away with murder all night In my coffin, I wear the off-whites, it's alright I've been getting away with murder all night Peace, peace, peace. It's your boy Fillmore Green. You're now listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast, the Infinite Banter Show, whatever the fuck you call it. It's infinite. The names are infinite. Everything's infinite. Salute to the homie DJ Soundwave. We rocking. Peace. 
You're tuned in to the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by a fellow Chicagoan, one of the nicest MCs in the game. He's known for his albums like Spencer for Hire, Cost of Victory, Mudslide, to name a few. And he's worked with a lot of artists like Sean Price, Rock Marciano, Stove God Cooks. He has a new album out right now called The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3. Welcome to the show, the one and only Vic Spencer. What's up, Vic? What up, what up, what up, y'all? I know I left a lot out there. There's so many albums. I can't, <laughs> can't name them all, but that's a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot, man. You can go down a, a real deep rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, might as well go down that rabbit hole. How long have you been doing this thing? I've been professionally rapping since about 18, 19. So I'll say about 2000. Man. And right away, you had a you had a good feel for it. like you knew like okay, this is something that I'm gonna be doing seriously. How long did it take you to get to the point where you're like, man, I'm gonna do this for real? Yeah, I felt like once I seen like my peers following suit with the things that I was doing musically, I was like, man, maybe I could be more of a leader. And that was the first first straw. But then I started noticing when I got better. Once I started hitting the studio and going consistently. It was just like a rap from there. You know, it was always like on the rap and freestyle and all of that crazy stuff. But back then, you know, it was more than just rap. You know what I'm saying? Monsters, you know, hooping. Ah, my first primary thing was the hoop. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, uh, certain circumstances happened in my life where that was taken away from me. So I had to figure out some something else to do. Rapping was right there because I was always doing it. And, you know, I just started, I just uh, switched it. I, I made that the primary focus. And, you know, you know, once you put a lot of effort and a lot of time and stuff, you know what I'm saying, you start to get better. And you're talking about basketball there. Was, uh, was it like an injury? Like what happened that made basketball kind of become something that was in the rearview window for you? Well, I, went, I was uh, the DCFS ward of the state. So once I entered this uh, specific group home, uh, you can, they had put some restrictions on me that uh, stopped me from like traveling uh, I was uh, Alonzo's morning's basketball camp back in the 90s. Oh, wow. Was about to start Yeah, to, uh, to be a part of it. And once I found out I couldn't go, of course, I was very frustrated and angry. But uh, after that, after the aftermath, I had to figure out what I was going to do. I was going to continue to, uh, you know, put this uh, point the finger at myself and um, or do something about it. So that's what I, I just decided to just, you know, pin them raps, you know what I'm saying, and, and go crazy like how I was going crazy on the court. But now I suck on the court now. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my next thing, man. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I still shit. got my jump shot. Right. But Other than that, man, I suck, man. <laughs> uh, no defense, no running back and forth. Oh, yeah, just... of course. Got the defense. Got the defense and finding creative ways to get a shot off. Coming <laughs> off the pick. But other than that, man, <laughs> that's great. Man, I'm, I miss them days, man. I end up started hooping for the group home. The group home had like a, you know, like a basketball uh, program that you know you could travel and um, play other uh, group home basketball players. And that was something that I did. You know, we went to various group homes and hooped against them. So that was, you know, you know, we we almost made it to the championship. We didn't, you know what I'm saying? It was a group home called Maryville that took us out. That was like our uh our arch rivals. Like the Pistons yeah. for you guys, right? Or the Knicks or something, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. And, you know, obviously you transitioned from basketball, you know, doing uh, you know, hip hop and such, but I would imagine like some of that same like 
ferocity you had on the court, you brought it over to the hip hop game. And it's not like, even though you couldn't hoop, like you said, as much. And I was, you can still shoot. Anybody wants to challenge you, sounds like you can still put a three on them without blinking. But when it comes to uh, the pen game, you know, you definitely put that focus there. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, man, I had to. The only way. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, like Michael Jordan, like for instance, like when he couldn't play basketball, he's like, I'm gonna put all this energy in something else, you know. And then he did his thing. So that's it's always like that for any of us that grew up wanted to do something. You have to transition that focus into something else. And obviously, you made great strides, and you're one of the greatest in the game. So you know, much respect, man. Appreciate that love, man. Thank you very much, man. For real, that means a lot. Yeah, no doubt, man. And my my basketball game sucks. I'm over forty now, so I can't do jack shit. I mean, I can like yeah. shoot a couple threes, and uh, if you put a hand in my face, it's over. So <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm forty. I turned forty one this year. Oh so, shit! Yeah, that's, how, that's how I feel. Like, man. I can't. I, I mean, I, I come off the pick real quick. I, I try to get away from whoever's uh, defending <laughs> me, you know, to get, to get a shot off. You know what right. I'm saying? That was one of the things that I was known for. Young Reggie Miller off the pick in the corner. There you go. Oh, man, one of the greats. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could play horse, but, you know, if you want me to, like, move, <laughs> like, if you want me to, like, move around and follow you, like, it's, it's not, I'm over, it's not happening, man. It's done. <laughs> it's... I don't think I can do it as much as I. I used to be trying to outrun and right. have them tired right. and be talking trash. I definitely took some of my attributes over to my uh, to my rapping because I definitely was talking big trash on the court. I'd be talking big trash on the rap. <laughs> See, as I say, like you just moved it over to another game. Yeah. Same thing. You know? <laughs> All I got is that like hustle back in the day, like that Brian Scalabrini, like uh, I'll, I'll come out there, run around for a minute, but you know, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap after that yeah i can't do it as long as i used to no doubt man and uh you know (laughs) there's a lyric you had i forgot what song it is but you said something about rasheed wallace's that gray spot on his head and (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the gray spot on the head yeah (laughs) man it's funny because anybody listens to your you know your catalog there's a lot of basketball stuff in there and you definitely let people know that this was something you like to do and something you were passionate about. Talk about how much you still bring that into your lyrics. Like you still talk about basketball and, and sports and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a part, it's part of every man's life, you know what I'm saying? Sports, you know what I'm saying? Active, oh, yeah. being active. Coming up, growing up, we always active. Yeah, man. And, of course, your shoe game is is off the, you know, what, what's that video where you're uh, cleaning your shoes and everything? You got all the boxes behind yeah, you. Patient like, drop kicks. Yes. Patient drop kicks with Jamal Gasol. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a banger man and jamal's been on this show man and he's you know one of the nicest in the game as well and talk about that track i mean that's a straight banger right there yeah haitian dropkick man i've i actually had caught wind of uh gasol just uh having like a a, a light playlist my like playlist on shuffle and after it was done with all of the songs that i liked it went on and shuffled to a whole bunch of other songs that I might like, and I stumbled across Kansas City Smackman, and it blew me away, and I was an instant fan, you know what I'm saying, of Gasol, so I always wanted to work with him, so uh, I reached out to him to uh, get, for him to bless that track, and in return, I blessed the track called Best Smoke Around for him, right. and then next thing you know, uh, me and Gasol uh, did a uh, collaborative album, you know what I'm saying, we just now finished up, so that's coming soon. Oh, you know man, that's awesome to and hear. Then, 
exclusive. Me and Gasol, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a mark exclusive right there. <laughs> you know infinite that infinite exclusive. <laughs> man, Vic, I can't even say thanks enough for that. And man, big big up. That's that's awesome. So Jamal and Vic on on a whole album. That's just crazy. I don't even started from the Haitian drop kick. So yeah, yeah, you know man. man. Shouts out to Gasol, the Kansas City Smack Man, Piff. <laughs> there it is, man. Yeah, and you know, in that video I was watching it too, I was like, I gotta get on my shoe cleaning game because like some of my <laughs> shit like I got some old Adidas, I got that yellow ass sole and I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. I gotta I gotta yeah. ask Vic Vic he's got some uh, some tips. Cause I you, you look that stuff online, you're like, okay, you use the wipes, use Clorox, Clorox makes it yellow. I mean it, it's stupid, the stuff that we do yeah. to keep our shoes looking right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, back growing up I used toothpaste. There it I is. Use dishwashing liquid. I use washing powder i use the liquid washing you know what i'm saying liquid washing liquid detergent and man you know what i'm saying do whatever i could to keep my sneakers clean i've, I've been an avid sneakerhead since the mid 90s right and um and you know they got a new they got new cleaning solution called jason mark for a while now okay. but i've been uh that's what i normally use that's what i was using in the video even the brush was uh jason mark so you know i'm writing that down <laughs> because I had a couple, Mark. yeah, because I got a couple uh, old got, pairs of shoes in the closet, and she's always talking about like, you're never gonna wear these. I'm like, well, I gotta clean them. I, I, they're not garbage. They're just you know, I can't wear them outside. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jason Mark. Mark got two Ks. There it is. That's easy for me to remember. All right, I'll remember that for sure, man. Exactly. It's named after you. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> man, what's your favorite pair of shoes? Is there a pair that you just never even wear? Like, that's the best way to keep them clean is to never wear the damn things. But do you have, like, a, a couple pair that you're go-to? So if you're going out somewhere, like, this is it. I got to wear these. Uh, I be switching sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I got some pairs that I, that I don't wear, like the MF Doom SBs. Oh, yeah. So that's a pair. That's real clean that I don't wear uh, as much as I used to when I first got them. Um, but uh, sneakers that I've been wearing, man, uh, uh, just like collab Jordans. I've been wearing the collab Jordans. Yeah. Whatever they collab with boutiques and stuff like that. And I've seen that, uh, you know, Jordan been putting like a big uh, certain amount of uh, Jordan 2s out this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's been collab. It's been with collaborative uh, people that are creative or uh, creative designers. And or even stores and boutiques, you know, and all of them been fired. So that's what I've been wearing a lot of Jordan twos this year and um, Union fours, off white sneakers. I man, I man, I be, I be switching. Yeah, up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not just I one. Bought, yeah, I recently <laughs> bought me uh, my first pair of designer shoes, some Lon Vons. Oh, I've nice. never been into uh, designer sneakers, but those was pretty tight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, keeping the sneaker head in me alive. There it is. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted the black and red Jordan 1s. And not just because oh, of Jordan, yeah. but because LL has them on the cover of, the, of his first album, Radio. And I've always wanted them. And, like, yeah, now I got those you have house, those? Yeah. See? And I want them, I but, those. like, everybody's wearing Jordans now. So I feel like I'm just being a hipster if I get something I've wanted for, like, 30 years. I don't know what the right answer is, but it's part of me just like, fuck nah, it, man, just buy you it. Get the, you, get what you, you get what you like. Get what you love. You okay. Get what brings you the nostalgia of things. Yeah, go ahead. Get you a pair of bread Jordan ones, man. There it is. All right, Vic. You know what I'm saying and wear them to wear them to death. You know, because the the more you wear them, the the better they look. You know what I'm saying? Jordan ones is a shoe that's like, yeah, you can beat up and you still would get noticed. Right. If they're beat up. You know what I'm saying because I guess just how. Uh, 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just the nostalgia and the aging. Like, the aging thing is back. Like, it's okay to have yellow souls on certain shoes. Like, a George <laughs> right. one. Asterisk. There's only certain ones. It's cool. Otherwise, if you see somebody with yellow souls, you might walk the other way. You're like, oh, that dude, might, yeah. be careful. Might, might, <laughs> might, you know what I'm saying? Your heel might fall off eventually. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> or you turn a heel in those kind of shoes, and that's what they, they bust out on you because they're already worn out. And the yellow soul is just like the giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Man, but Vic made it official. All right, I'm going to look for some black and red Jordan 1s. It's, it, Christmas is coming. I'll put it on the list. See if anybody wants so, to be nice to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of Chicago yeah. artists, man, I mean, Fillmore Green, who's also been on this show, you got a track with him, too. Oh, yeah. man. Fillmore Green. Cool Breeze. Yeah, yeah, Cool Breeze. This is one of my favorite joints, you know what I'm saying, that I recorded with somebody, man. Like, for real. That that joint, just, just the fact that I remember going downtown to cop some Jordan 1s. There you go. Some, it's all uh, connected. The Gatorade, the Gatorade Jordan 1s that day. And right after that, I got up with Rashid Hadi and Fillmore Green and recorded that record, man. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was a dope record. It was real cold outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just uh, just the atmosphere working with Fillmore. Fillmore is a legend from the crib. Been doing it for a while. You know what I'm saying? To see him just flourishing right now is dope. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, man, Cool Breeze is one of those ones, though. You know what I'm saying? That's one of my favorite feature joints. You know what I mean? Yeah, and his album with Apollo Brown is about to drop, too. And I know that's going to be just crazy. Cost of living, that's going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for Fillmore, man. We need this type of uh, advancement at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, People man. like Fillmore. You know what I'm saying? Like the world going to be able to feel Fillmore now. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's always a, a W for Chicago and, and, what, and what we as a culture uh, bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's monumental to work with Apollo Brown and be from Chicago. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's like a double... It's like a double fucking, I don't know, you know, it was one of them. It's like the, uh, it's like the, it's like one of the, it's the favorite burger times too. <laughs> or, or like McRib yeah. or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> in one set, yeah, in one, in one setting though. You can't, they ain't two burgers side by side. It's both of them together. There you go. Burger combined. You know what I'm saying? Like two, two times two. Double Whopper yeah. with cheese, no onions. All right, you got me. That's it. Right there. That, that used to be my shit. I stopped getting the cheese on the Whoppers, but number one with cheese, my, no onion. Yeah, you you sound like me now. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I used to be so cheap, I would just put the cheese on when I came home. So I would bring it home with me, <laughs> put, put that Kraft single shit on there, and put it on top right. to save that 89 cents, whatever the hell they charge for the cheese. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the older I get, I don't know, man. I had a Whopper with cheese, no onions recently. I was like, man, you know what? I can go for a Whopper with no cheese now. And ever since then, every time I had one, it seems like it just tastes so much better without the cheese for some reason, man. I don't know. Guess I'm getting old. Yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to age. Shout out to age. <laughs> age is always there representing. <laughs> always. <laughs> 
I think the only time I ever ate a Whopper with cheese is because I didn't have cheese and I got home and I got pissed at myself for not spending, you know, whatever it costs to get it. So it's actually, it's definitely super extra. (laughs) (laughs) Man, talking to Vic Spencer, man. And what part of Chicago are you from? I grew up in Rogers Park, but where are you from? Uh, I grew, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Chicagoan, but uh, if I'm going to represent something, I'm going to represent uh, the south side of Chicago, east side of Chicago. Gotcha. That's where I spent most of my years at. You know what I'm saying? I was born out west. You know what I'm saying? I grew up out over east. I'm, uh, all my high school life was up north on the north side of Chicago. I actually lived in Rogers Park on Jarvis, Ashland and Jarvis. Get out of here. I grew up near uh, Jarvis and like Ridge. Crazy. That area. Yeah. Tui and Ridge. I went to Armstrong School. So yeah, Jarvis is right over there. Crazy, bro. I, uh, I, I had my own apartment in uh 99 2000 i got evicted out of it that was my first apartment yeah hopefully everything's okay <laughs> he, said yeah, he, yeah. he said it's so easy like yeah i got evicted it's cool <laughs> yeah it's so long ago i was like damn man I, I did i was disappointed in myself it was like a turning point for me you know what i'm saying living in rogers park i had like i was fresh out the group home it was like a it's like a reminder they they gave me like when i first got there like yeah Vic, man when you do well here you'll get your own apartment. They'll pay for it and everything. And I used to think that they was lying. I used to be like, man, I'm lying. Like, well. wow. And then sure enough, yeah. by the time I got, I, I went to St. Greg on Ashland and Bremar. So when I graduated, a month later, man, they were kicking me out the group home into my own apartment. And it was in Rogers Park. I was there from July 99 to January 2000. Change your name to Victor. It's crazy, man. It's not cool. Yeah, and then I got evicted. Hella party. I didn't know how to act, man. Oh, well, yeah. Type of freedom. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was wilding, man. I was the youngest person on that. And that it was like a complex apartment building. I was the youngest person in that specific building. So, they knew that the rah-rah was coming from me. And, yeah, they got me up out of there. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so we can't have this anymore. We got to get Vic yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I currently don't live in Chicago anymore. I live in Mount Prospect. You might be familiar. It's outside near O'Hare area. So I'm oh, in the yeah. suburbia bullshit out here. So yeah, I'm in the I'm in the Linwood area now. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the south suburbs. There you go. So I'm not in the city no more as well. Man, and there was a line you had on carrot juice from Costa Victor, which I had to bring up because you said not from the west side. You're from Oak Park. And that cracked me up, man, because I know you know this, too, when, you know, people represent and they say they're from somewhere and you know they're not. And he's like, well, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. like my people rule is, you, yeah, man, <laughs> my rule is you can't say you're from Chicago if you actually don't live there, especially to someone who's in Chicago who knows the neighborhoods and the, the areas so that, that they should don't work. Yeah. You know, I hear people say they from out west and they really from Oak Park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Kind of like, nah, nah, you from Oak Park, my boy. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You know, it's okay. You know, it's okay to be. It's okay to rep your hood, my boy. But that's Oak Park, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that track, Carrot Juice, man, salute on that one, of course. Uh, definitely Appreciate a banger. You, man. Yeah. That's uh actually, man. There was one time, man. I was cleaning up the crib one day at the crib before the crib I moved here. Uh, the, uh before the before I moved to this crib, uh, Rock Marcy called me out the blue about carrot juice. He's like, man, this joint is fire, bro. That's you know a, there you go. That's how you know. Like, 
That's crazy. I was like, man, they want to listen to the carriages. I remember when I made that, man. I was, I was a real, I was angry. I don't know what, I was, I was, I was angry. The yeah. beat was cold. I didn't, I, I didn't want to stop rapping. For real. <laughs> That's how you know it's my a... homie Suli talking on it. <laughs> right, right. That's how you know it's official when when Rock's calling you and telling you that you got a, a banger on your hands. I love the carriage juice. That's the joint right there. Yeah, that one and uh, Sony Walkman got me too. You know, we're kind of in like that Halloween season. That kind of felt like some eerie shit. I was like, yeah, this is like a like a Halloween track. I'm feeling this one a lot. Yeah, yeah you know what I was, I imagined myself listening to Walkman, listening to Walking with the Walkman. Um, like man, like when I made that joint, like I think about every time I I I think about that beat, man. I think about some cassettes and headphones, and, and man, listening to it in that form, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Oh, without a That's doubt, crazy. I used to have a yellow Sony Walkman. I probably have it in the storage somewhere. I'm sure it doesn't work, but it definitely took me back to that era, man. Yeah, I still got my uh, Sony Walkman, and then I recently bought a Supreme Sony Walkman. I mean, a Supreme Walkman. I don't know if what what brand it is, but Wait, does it play cassettes? Like it's like yes, it plays cassettes. Yep. What? It's it's clear red. Yep. What year is this? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I bought that Supreme. I bought that last year. <laughs> I'm saying like, what is this not '86? You're talking about now? Yeah, this no, is this crazy. Yeah, I just recently, yeah, recently, just yeah, that, you know, yeah, Supreme be doing crazy collabs with accessories. Man. That's what I be looking at. So yeah, I I seen that they were releasing that. I said, yeah, I gotta have that. And you have a couple cassette versions of your albums, right? Yeah, I got at least uh, maybe eleven, twelve of my albums Man. on cassette. Have you played any of them on that that Walkman you're talking Hell about? Yeah. Hell yeah! He's Hell like, yeah. what are you talking and about? I got a boom. I went to <laughs> uh, I went thrifting looking for some vintage stuff or some um thing that she was doing with her friends and um i was in that thrifting with her you know and i found uh, of course i was looking at the accessories so i <laughs> went and uh seen that they i seen they had a boom box in there for like 29 bucks i'm like this is something back in the day would cost at least 90 to 100 dollars you know right. what i'm saying so I bought it right there, and then I cleaned it up. I play it. I play CDs on it. It got tape deck. I put the line in to my big speaker and play it like that too. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, man, I still play. I still play. I like to play my tapes because it remind me of how I used to right. record myself back in the day before a studio was even thought of. I had the karaoke machine, and I had to one take everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn. That was that was that was one of those. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't mess up. Don't yeah, don't fuck up, Vic. You gotta make sure you hit it right. Get it right. You know what I'm saying? I would buy all the instrumentals from Coconuts and just one take cassette tapes like a motherfucker. It'd go crazy. Oh man. Do you still have some of those tapes? You try to play any of those? Oh, sure, yeah, I sure do, yeah. Hell yeah. I feel I feel like I was trash, but I definitely, you know, stepped my I, st- I stepped up like listening to it right now, it's like kinda cringy, but still I still be like, <laughs> Yeah, you know what, man? I was on a mission. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew what I was on. And I got some of my guys' voicemails. I used to record voicemails. So maybe one day, uh, one of my albums, I like cater to these voicemails that I got from back in the day that I recorded on cassette and, you know what I'm saying, convert them over. That would be cool, man. That that would be yeah. something. Because I'm sure just some people are like, hey, I don't know if you should put that out. <laughs> Stuff I said on that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was part one of my interview with Vic Spencer. Let's take a quick break. Play a track from him. This right here is one of my favorite songs off of The Cost of Victory. This is called Sony Walkman, and it kind of feels like, you know, like I said in the interview, it's got a little bit of a Halloween vibe to it, so it definitely fits this type of season. So here we go. Sony Walkman from Vic Spencer. And on the other side is we'll get back into our interview with Vic Spencer. But here we go off his album, The Cost of Victory. This right here is Sony Walkman from Vic Spencer on the Infinite Banter Podcast. With some elites, I'm from the street, skinny nigga, but my rhymes obese. About to be the best nigga alive, without a doubt. Day in and day out, I think about my music route. I like driving in my lane. Some niggas need speed bumps because they be riding with lanes. Passengers flexing like they is the driver. Hood niggas with cash don't have an investment advisor. The bars go over your head, but I know the time and location like a disc overhead. Already over the edge, just head fried flounder on Jewish rap bread. Getting high with the living dead, Victor never scared. I was in the same room with my enemy and nothing was said. Mm. Fucking internet thugs, if you look white, you can't say nigga to us. Catholics go to church on shrooms, and afterwards, get zooted, sniffing exhaust fumes. The flow darker than prune juice With dirty rice as a side dish Baked Canada goose was the main course Your bra was the main source The melody and the lyrics had an attractive force 14th President Franklin Pierce 14 day notices Gave me some peers Peace to my aunt What motherfuckers eating for lunch? Domestic love feasting on cunt Jeffrey Dahmer your style I ain't been on the scene in a while But my presence still felt Elsewhere it's fun to me now Uh, yeah Away from mainstream. If you heard my shit, you would say the same thing. I'm not for the average listener. In hip hop, I am a political prisoner. This shit deeper than rap. I still go to the hood, chop it up with who's receiving the pack. I'm good like nasty shit when you're high. Come through with that flash shit, you gon' die. It's like that. If you can't box, still fight back. If he an airhead, nigga lay his kite flat. Blowing on nicotine just to hide the smell. I stand straight five inside the twelves Niggas on the move like darts Blaze up then raise up Drink all the brew at the park Youngins hooping on crack concrete Old niggas spit rocks on cement Cause the hypes be geek 96 I was in the back of lane tech Trying to get me some top While other niggas just sit on the block I don't miss that kind of shit But I miss the records rappers made Because it sounded like this They don't make this kind of shit no more They don't make this kind of shit no more no, niggas don't. They don't make this kind of shit no more. Nah. They don't make this kind of shit no more. Damn, please bring it back. They don't make this kind of shit no more. Nah. They don't make this kind of shit no more. Where that shit go? Uh. They don't make this kind of shit no more. Left fix visit to be hardcore, motherfucker. I'll take that shit then, you feel me? I try to bring it back. I might. I might dub this on the tape. Vibe out to it, you feel me? You don't make this kind of shit no more, you dig? Piff! What's good, man? It's your boy Jamal Gasol. I'm rocking with the homie DJ Soundwave on Infinite Banter. Check in.
Let's get back into my interview with Vic Spencer here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. we got a lot more to talk about, especially what he's doing next and where you can find him online and things like that. And of course, my favorite track from his new album, The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, Disobey Your Thirst. We'll talk about that as well. So stay tuned for that. You'll see why I like it. There's a kind of a, a meaning behind it. <laughs> why I'm into it. You'll see. And you'll hear the song, maybe. Maybe I'll be nice to you guys. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Part two, my interview with Vic Spencer right here on the Infinite Banter podcast. Do you still get a lot of uh, people coming up to you and talk about how much they love that Cost of Victory album? Because that one definitely kind of set it off, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that one is uh, a lot of uh, fans' favorite right there. Uh, the Cost of Victory is one of those... Uh yeah, one of those stellar standout joints. You know what I'm saying? I think that's I think that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely be running into people in the streets just like, yeah, yo, you big Spencer. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda weird like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I am big Spencer, you know what I'm saying? So it'd be crazy then. Don't let me be with my kids and my wife, you know what I'm saying? They'll be like, You think you somebody, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, it's a regular joke though. See, I'm just telling you, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. <laughs> and yeah, that, so, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, that album is very Chicago, too. I mean, a lot of references in there. I think it's said Lane Tech. I was just like writing down like, man, this dude just, if you're, if you're from yeah. here, you know all this stuff you're talking about, the red line, everything. And even if you're not, it doesn't matter either. But And you've got, was like Twisters on there and Primer Radiant. I mean, it's definitely like Chicago, that album. Yeah. Yeah, not Twist is not on that. Oh, no, I got the man. wrong album there. Wait a minute. He's on a different. That was my Wolves. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. How was it like working with him, man? Because yeah, that's obviously a legend in the game when you think of Chicago. Man, oh, man. It was crazy, man, because I grew up listening to him. Never in a million years thought that I would be working with him. You know what I'm saying? But um, he came to one of my shows. And uh, it was in the basement of, uh, I don't know if you heard of this clothing line, Iridium. It's, it's from here. And um, right. they used to be in Wicker Park. And they had like this basement where a lot of uh, like open mics and stuff would take place. And I had a show in there, and uh, and Twisted came to that show. I was like, "Whoa, man!" You know what I'm saying? He's like, man, I came to see you rap, man. And ever since then, man, we kept a tight knit uh, relationship, man. You know what I'm saying? And it was one of the, it was one of those uh, one of those moments where I was like, "Man, yeah, I really must advance in my rap shit if I got a legend." Coming to my show, checking my checking how I do things, and I remember him telling me too that he wished the entire Chicago. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He will he want what Chicago should sound like what Vic Spencer is. Like that sound. I should be the father 
right now of it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And that, I thought that that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a guy that came from, you know, doing what he do, you know, and, and it came became popular. It, it's his style. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not nobody else's style. I got my style. It's nobody else's style. So it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah, just to see it live on for so many years, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like he passed the torch to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Being that's, knighted almost by, you know, yeah. Chicago Don right there. I mean, that's just great, dude. Yeah, man. So shout out T, man. You know what I'm saying? Do more work in the future. I, I featured on two of his albums. He featured on two of my albums. You know what I'm saying? So we've been we've been we've been putting in some work. Yeah, man, that's just great to hear, man. And he's right. I mean, your voice right now. I mean, you guys like Fillmore are definitely the ones that I think of. I think of Chicago hip hop, but of course, there's a long line of MCs and yeah. beat makers that fall in line too. And uh, speaking of beat yeah. makers, my guy Big Crown Music, he's part of the reason why I'm talking to you right now because I had him on the podcast and he he sent me a couple songs he did with you. Dead Flowers is one right yes, away uh, that I was feeling. Yeah, man, <laughs> super crazy. Super crazy, yeah. Denzel Spencer was another one, and I was just like, man, Big Crown, I, you didn't tell me. <laughs> Doing stuff like yeah, this. Big Crown, is, Big Crown amongst the elite for me, you know what I'm saying? He always got them, when you when you find that right one, ooh, it's that one. Denzel Spencer, always going to be cold. You know what I'm saying? Definitely uh, uh, Dead Flowers, man. That's A lot of my homies love that joint. That's yeah. the joint right there because you know it got that it got that BPM feel. It's like that. It's it's right. not the usual Vic Spencer BPM, but man, I, I I did what needed to be done to that joint. That was fire. I said it, it don't as long as it touched my soul. That joint touched my soul. It's like that nostalgia. It remind me of uh of the uh the Sony Walkman song off Cost of Victory. It's like it gives it's up that alley. You know what I'm saying? Give me that same type of feel. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And and I like the Rocky sample, of course, because I'm a Rocky head. So I told Big Crown, yeah. man, you, you're not getting that sample passing me. You you got me right away when I heard it. Yeah. Man. And this album here, this mudslide, you know, Small Professor. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, this shit. Just talk about working with Small Pro. I mean, he's obviously one of the great producers in the game. And this album is just, just crazy. I don't even know where to begin on this one. But talk about putting this album together. Yeah. I just was like, man, thinking of Sean Price, man. You know what I'm saying? I already was, of course, you know, a uh, small pro, been a legend in the game. But when uh, Sean Price was working with him, it was like, man, hey, you know what I'm saying? He let me hear a few of those joints. And I, and I was like, yeah, man, this, this shit is fire. You know what I'm saying? And after that, it just was like, man, Sean Price passed. It's like, man, I, I, I'm going to work with everybody that Sean Price was working with. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? We always was talking about doing some work, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Cold Mind Records had an idea that suit that fit both of us. He was already doing business and work with them. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like me coming to ring the doorbell and they gave me, you know, they, they invited me in, you know what I'm saying? So I so I jumped in and voila, mudslide, you know, and our whole process was just to be having fun and being funny, being witty, you know, coming up with crazy uh, stuff that you can picture in, in the world instead of in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Vivid pictures of things and funny th- funny ways of saying things. And, you know what I'm saying? Just wanted to have some fun. I, I feel like a lot of time I don't have fun. I be so serious or I'm ready to smack a rapper or I'm ready. Right. To, you know what I'm saying? I, didn't, I don't think I had fun. 
You know what I'm saying? Really like that. You know, you hear a lot of people say music, rap, making making music is fun. I always thought it was work. It is work. I feel like it's work still. But I never had an album that kind of catered to being on some having fun and, you know, showing that you're funny. Because people think that, you know, yeah, I'm a comedic rapper. But then at the same time, I don't put a lot of emphasis on that, like, throughout any other album outside of Mudslide. So Mudslide is one of those, yeah, I... I over uh, I I did an album that was just strictly funny, you know what I'm saying? Self self care welfare. I like self care welfare. Oh yeah, and you know that gas. You know for those who want to know about the funny side, I mean that's in there for yeah. you too. <laughs> yeah, that gas. Yeah, somebody farted. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It just that's keeps hilarious. playing. <laughs> when I heard that beat, I was just laughing the whole entire time. Like this is crazy. This is the interlude. Crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah. the 10-year-old me was like, oh, this is my favorite song, you know? But <laughs> yeah. Twist, the last time I talked to Twister, Twister sent me a video of him jamming to some records off Mudslide, like the intro, you know what I'm saying? He, oh, man. The in, I, I freestyled that intro. That was crazy. Yeah, and then it's like, you got, you're done? You thought there were more bars, right? That's what they say, say at the end of it. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And you know, uh, my favorite track in there, and this is for obvious reasons because my name is Mark, Disobey Your Thirst, because the, yeah, car- <laughs> the main guy's boy, name, boy, and I'm like, I'm living through him because <laughs> that is not my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, the, the story is fictional, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know what I'm saying? You marked it. That was Mark, you know what I'm saying? Disobey Your Thirst. Man, uh, that'd be a cool day. <laughs> or, or, or I think it was, was it more than one day. I'm trying to remember how long that was, but it was. Uh, I was just putting myself into it. You know, I was like, that, I'm feeling this. I can let him know. Thanks, thanks for putting my name in there. Even though he has no idea who the hell I am, it has nothing to do with me. But, <laughs> yeah, salute, man. I finally got a song with my name in it that's not about a Mark ass <laughs> trick or something like the West Coast dudes would put in there or something. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, there you go. There you go, Mark. You got it. <laughs> yeah, man, big up Vic. And and another thing is again with the Halloween vibe, it, I feel like that's a track that every Halloween I'm gonna go back to without a doubt. Yeah, that first beat do give you that vibe, and then that second beat give you that suspicious vibe. So it could be under the Halloween wave. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, that that story. Everybody listening, definitely go check that. You got to play it a couple times because there's little things you might miss the first time. So that's a. How did that song come to you? Was that something you always had in mind? You wanted to tell like a long length story in a, in a track like that? or Yeah, you know, I'll be thinking about it before I write it. Like I had a premise and everything before I write it. I, you know, I don't know all the insides and bits and pieces before I write it. But once I start writing it and getting that zone, it's like reading a book. And right. you anticipating on what's to happen. That's how my mind working when I'm writing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like a movie almost. Yeah. 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 I would love to see box office smash. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a video for that, but I know you need some real big budget to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That would take man. That would be raw. Yeah. I want I want I want to sell something like that to Tyler Perry. That would be raw. There you Tyler go. Perry. There Tyler you go. Perry make a movie out of this. That would be raw. Right. Or Scorsese, like t- take it to that like gangster level. I don't know, but that'd be that'd be crazy. I would definitely yeah. be all up on that. Definitely give Mark a, his some other guy, uh, the starring role. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> man. And the track before that, you know, Cherry Red Elephant. Man, that's another one. TV Crooks on that one. And that, that track is just crazy. Crooks is cold, man. I like that L.A. Give me that L.A. vibe, man. He brought that he brought that track to life, you know what I'm saying? You know, made me want to get my, sprinkle my sauce on it, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, man, that boy, that boy good. That boy Stevie Cooks got the sheet, got the heat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's one of them. So I guess like reflecting from your hood joints, you know what I'm saying, from where you're from and, you know, putting some putting some lyricism in there, putting some funny stuff in there, you know? Yeah, still fun, though. I still have fun. I still feel like laid in the shade music. That's the best kind, man. And And then, of course, your current album, Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, and there's two videos for it, and uh, I just... I love the hell is overcrowded when you just got the chair, you're just in the, in, just out in the, wherever, out, in, out in the grass area, just, yeah. and just telling them, <laughs> just letting them know. Yeah, so shout out to Lamar Landers on the, uh, on, on directing that. That was uh, his idea. He had like a, uh, idea of, uh, capturing artists or, uh, people that, uh, that do something above the arts, amongst the arts per se, in the sunlight set, in the sunset set. So a lot of videos, if you go to, you know, Lamar Landers page, YouTube, you will see different artists uh, with different songs. And it might not have nothing to do with the sunset. And like, hell is overcrowded. They had nothing to do with the sunset. And it just went well with it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, this might work out with, with what you're doing. So, you know, he, he had me participate in this series. You know what I'm saying? It came out real clean. Man, and that verse yeah. about uh, call yourself to yo yourself or whatever, I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> I call my phone just to yo myself. That's raw. That's yeah, yeah. I like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and just so I could correct myself, the Stove God Cooks track is from Spencer for Hire Four. That's Breakfast in Pill Hill, and that one's also got the track with Twister on it too. So everybody listening, go get that album as well and check out Stove God. He's a beast too. I mean, again, you know, one of the greatest on the track with you. That had to be cool working with him. Man, real cool guy, man. Stove God, man. Bless to the stove God. You know what I'm saying? He's been rocking with me for a minute now. You know, he like to uh pull up at my studio sessions. That's one thing that I say about Stove, man. He like to be in person, you know what I'm saying, and getting and getting some work done. And that's all that's always good, you know what I'm saying? Be organic with with uh with artists, you know what I'm saying, especially artists that everybody got their eyes on. You know what I'm saying? And really out here uh, making noise for themselves, man, and, and making a difference. So, you know, crack flows going to always live. <laughs> there it is. For real. <laughs> and back to Psychological Cheat Sheet 3. My favorite track in there might be Only Ignorance Wins. I don't know why I kept going back to that one. I like how the beat changes in it. You know, it's just yeah. uh, it's just a raw track. Yeah, when people say that they love the track sevens on albums, man, that'd be, I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a track seven on the album, on, on the album. And I put all those beats together. August for Nine sent me all five of those beats separately in different years. You know what I'm saying? But they all had like this funky radio vibe where it, or, it, or like a, a speedy BPM that I normally don't get, normally hop on. So, you know, so I, I heard some, old vintage gang star in there you yeah. know what i'm saying in the first beat with that jazz sound beat, right yeah yeah the second beat reminded me of some old doom shit the, the third beat reminded me of some hyper buster rhymes and then this fourth beat was was more like a uh i want to say like jazz guru you know what i'm saying and then the fifth beat 
same way. You know what I'm saying? It was more like a jazz, jazz kind of feel once it got towards the end. You get the horns and all that, man. I, I'm a sucker for the jazz samples. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Only Ignorance Wins is one of my favorites as well. Without a doubt. And when I was listening to that album, I was writing down, like, man, it goes from, like, jazz to soul. There's, like, some psychedelic feels in it. It's The vibe on that album yeah. is, is very different from the other ones, but I love it, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that love, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and talk about that cover, too. There's three of you there. One's got the mask on. One's got the headphones. What was the idea with the concept of the uh, cover? Uh, it's uh, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then also, uh, when you look at all of the artwork for Psychological Cheat Sheet on the first album, it was just me, my head. And then the second one was two of me. You know what I'm saying? Reaching for the blunt in the mirror. And now it's part three is three of me so you know just to keep that keep that momentum going so when part four come out it's gonna be four of me but i don't know what i'm gonna be doing because i ain't got the direction yet from uncle tim shout to uncle tim you know what i'm saying so yeah man we yeah once i get that man we're gonna be getting you know we're gonna see what what happens there but yeah you know that's 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 the, pretty much the whole concept you know what i'm saying that fourth one will be eating a Whopper with no cheese and no onions, right? <laughs> That's definitely a Whopper with, with no cheese, no <laughs> onions. Yes, sir. And no tomatoes, too, because the ketchup now serves as tomatoes. Oh, man. See, I, I got to have both. I got to double up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that dude in Subway who, like, orders every damn thing, even if I don't like it, because I just give it all. Put it all on the sandwich, and it's going to fall apart. <laughs> I know they hate me. I've been me. going to pot bellies on Subway. Well, if, if I go to Subway, they got to make it like they make it at pot bellies. <laughs> Good luck Extra on that. toasted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good luck. Put it in that toaster again. <laughs> they give you that look because <laughs> they got the long line. They don't want to do it. <laughs> Man, they're going to be waiting. I'm going to be looking at their ass too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> there it is, man. And in my hand, I eat it right now. <laughs> <laughs> show yeah man yeah. it's talking about working with you know legends in the game i had to bring up you you did a track with ghostface uh oh, yeah. i think i saw a ghost and the crazy guitar in that one i mean that that track is just just so crazy i don't have you ever done a track with guitars like that before i mean it, that, i mean yeah i mean i flirted with it like through like uh when i used to be rapping over like alternative bands instrumentals and stuff like that back then yeah you know what i'm saying but not like officially that was like my first time rapping over something crazy like that. But I knew I could do it. I knew that I liked it. Yeah. And I knew that uh, I, you know, I heard the Ghostface was going to be I'm like, woo. I heard the Ghostface verse and I said, woo. There it is. Go do this right now. I'm going to write this right now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I eventually met Ghostface like a week later and he told me he liked my verse, man. So that was there. Yeah, that's all the validation I needed. Man, and when you hear a verse like that, that just gets you more excited, right, to get in and do your part, right? Yeah, man. It just lets you know, like, man, you're ready for this. This is an opportunity that you've been dying to have. You're ready for this. You groomed yourself to be ready for it. So it definitely was no hesitation or no nervousness or nothing. Just went straight in. Right. It's like you passed you the ball and you, you couldn't miss. It was like you're ready yeah. for that shot. Yeah, that's that's just great, yeah, man. He was ready. Man. And another album I bought earlier this year, before I even knew I was ever going to talk to you, was this DJ Lord Jazz album. And I remember he, oh. he wanted people to put their favorite songs. I'm like, look, man, I'm biased. I'm from Chicago. 77 Cutlass is that record, man. 
And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, the, the Vic Spencer yeah, joint. Yeah, that's a smooth joint right there. You know what I'm saying? Lord Jazz, that was classic for me. To, and that's, once again, that's another opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to, to showcase something different, something smooth. And then that's why I started off with my bars with I live by the pump. I tried to mimic that whole, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just to give it that nostalgia, just to give it that feel, that memory that I know Lord Jazz. And, and I remember uh, what's the Make It Funky song. That's one of my favorite right. Lords of the Underground joints. And, um, man, just being able to have production from, from Lord Jazz is crazy. He's on one of my upcoming albums, too. Oh, that's you know awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. Shouts to Lord Jazz, man. All right. Yeah, man. And that track, for those listening, go check out that Plain Dealer 2 from DJ Lord Jazz, and you'll hear a track with Vic Spencer and Young Z, who I've had on the show here, too, and his song is Bananas. And, yeah, it's just it's just really cool when I see people like yourself and then people I grew up with, like Lord Jazz or Ghostface, and you see you guys doing stuff together. I just love seeing the old and the new and it just, it's just kind of like passing the baton, but the baton never got cold because Ghost's still killing it. Jazz is still killing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's not like they're mm-hmm. handed to you and they're done. Like They're working with you. I, I, I just like that as a fan, seeing both both eras kind of yeah. doing things. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. Just you know, uh, looking at other artists and, uh, and, and putting the wings on them too, man. Gotta love it. I have to ask you before you go too. Uh, I saw a story. We talked about how you met West Side Gun in Atlanta. I had to ask you about that because... Man, if I leave the house, I got to bring them with me. So, like, I don't get to go anywhere. <laughs> it's like, you, <laughs> see, you're talking about how you're in Atlanta. I don't want to tell your story. It's your story to tell. But how you talk about you left. <laughs> you were in Atlanta and you left. And, man, talk about that a little bit, about how you met yeah. West Side Gun. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a sister. I'm the youngest of four out of my mom and dad kids. And, uh, I got my youngest sister it has a, uh, lives out in uh, Atlanta, has a daycare out there. And, uh just out there visiting her okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes and um i knew that west side gun has uh cribs there and you know i hit him up and was like yo i'm gonna be down there these days he's like yeah i should be down here you know what i'm saying hit me up hit him up and then i hit my wife and, you know i was like hey I, I did a lot of stuff with them before i I made a move. It was like 50 minutes from the crib, too. It was 50 minutes from the hotel that we were staying in. I drove to West Side Gun, one of West Side Gun spots. You said one of them. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pulled up, you know what I'm saying? Let me hear some tunes. He was working on something with Static Select at the time. Uh, Yeah, man. Me, him, and Derringer, Keisha Plum came through. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a, it was like an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was out there to spend time with my family, and, um, you know, I still did that and was able to put in a little bit of uh, rap shit. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that that was, uh, that was uh, admirable of my wife to let me go ahead and do that. Yeah, you know for sure. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shouts to Westside Gun, you know what I mean? For, uh, for welcoming me in, you know what I'm saying? So, dope. 
Yeah, and that's and kind of rather have these type of relationships with rappers. You feel me? Right, and you could you could almost say that it is for the family because you're meeting him, and this could make moves for you and you know the family and everything as well. So you know, meeting up with him yeah. is actually it's it's networking. It's part of part of what you do. You know, so yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely, and of Great course, for it. yeah, for sure, man, and of course, you got a track with Conway and Traumatic and. You definitely done some stuff with Griselda. You think uh, you and Westside might hook up and do something, or? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? I can say that much. I hope so. <laughs> no exclusive. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie to the people. You know what I'm saying? I hope so, though. You know what I mean? I really do. But, Man, you know, keep your fingers crossed. You know what I'm saying? There it is. A shout out to the Griselda gang. They treat me like family, man. When they here, man, or what? I'm in Buffalo. So shout out to them. Man, no doubt. Vic Spencer's here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And go ahead and let heads know where they can find your music, follow you online. I mean, you got so many albums. I've seen you on Bandcamp and places like that. Yeah, I'm everywhere. Vic Spencer, I think I was uh, I was the first in line to get Vic Spencer's name and have all of it playing Vic Spencer on all of the streaming sites, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Like, I try to have, like, different things and on different landmines, different websites. You might find something. Definitely all the stuff that's on SoundCloud is not on Bandcamp. Everything that's on Bandcamp is not in Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? So even DistroKid and TuneCore is different albums on each. So I just try to, like, keep it every, keep something different so, so somebody can go to all of it and be like, yeah, Vic is planting the seed pretty much everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot. A music out there, Vic Spencer, everything, you know. I probably got the first thousand pages if you Google Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> That's smart, man. That's smart, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, no doubt. And people check out, you know, the video for a stone construction worker from the new album. He's got a video for Hell is Overcrowded. So everybody go listen. And then I got a video for Strolling and Bowling. And then I'm dropping the video uh, for Pain Influence uh, this weekend. Oh, man. Oh, so, Yeah. Might drop that tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's Pain influence. That's content for your ass, everybody. Go on there, check out all these videos. And what's next, man? I mean, you got something that that you think will be out before the end of the year? Or are you thinking to t- take it till next yeah. year to do the next project? Or I'm dropping an, another album. Be my fourth album of the year. Man, it's coming out. Uh, uh, the uh, album is produced entirely by Stu Bangers. Oh, he did uh, with Drez from Black Sheep. I bought their album. Yeah, a few yeah. months ago. That's crazy. Exactly. So yeah. So now I'm dropping the album with 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 two bangers coming soon. You know what I'm saying? So it's been a year to collaborative albums for Vic Spencer. So yeah. See y'all in the fourth quarter. There it is. That's when you start to get those shots out because they get the ball in your hands. The game's on the line, and there it is. Same garbage time. <laughs> a lot of basketball yeah, references. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Vic. Exactly. Mad salute for coming on here. I appreciate your time, dude. And like I said, man, everybody go out there, check out all the work. And the album coming out with Stu Bangers and Psychological Cheat Sheet 3 and Mudslide and Cost of Victory, all Still that, here. man. All of that, man. Check it all out, man. Y'all find me. I'm easy. Hard. I ain't hard to find. No doubt, man. Vic, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. And uh, now I got to look for those Jason Marks so I can clean my shoes. Yeah, you can find that at any DTLR or Villa. Go to Foot Locker and find that, for there sure. There you go. <laughs> man, man, big up for coming out here. Appreciate it, and uh, definitely look forward to the new stuff coming out, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Mark. Appreciate you, bro. No doubt. Thanks for making a song about me, man. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yes, sir. Yeah, this will pay your thirst. Mark. <laughs>
<laughs> man, no doubt, man. Big up, Vic. Big, big up to Vic Spencer for coming on the show. Man, it was a lot of fun talking with him. Let's get in that track I was talking about. It's called Disobey Your Thirst from Mudslide, his project he did with Small Professor. And, you know, this album is crazy, and this track is crazy. And, of course, because my name is Mark and the main character's name is Mark, of course, I, I gravitated towards it a little bit more than, you know, most people might. But I definitely was feeling it. I always want to put myself in that, like, you know, that, that adventure steez, that storyline steez. So when I hear this, I could definitely get myself into it a little bit more with the name check. But it feels, you know, like I told him, it's got a little bit of an eerie vibe to it. It kind of fits with this Halloween episode here, this kind of Halloween season. So here we go. Vic Spencer and his track, Disobey Your Thirst. Yeah, here's the moral of the story out there. Don't be so desperate. You might get what you want. <laughs> Yeah, big up to Vic Spencer. Here we go. Disobey your thirst from Mudslide. Go check this out and all of his music. Vic Spencer right here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Disobey your thirst. It was the 
other niggas that was not part of the story A nigga said, you got to Leroy before me Yeah, and him set up to meet with this other chick that nigga was fucking He must have wanted his ass dead for something But Mark didn't give a fuck That nigga back in the city lapping Smoking weed no seeds, he felt like a champion Two days later, seen KK around the way She asked Mark if she seen Leroy He said, not today She said, okay, is you trying to smoke? He said, hell yeah With you, me and Leroy having issues what? She went and grabbed tissue what? Mark looking all confused He felt guilty as shit Until KK said she set him up to get killed Fuck. Mark said that like he ain't no shit They sat there and just blew more sticks High as hell the thoughts didn't exist She started kissing on Mark And he was like oh shit <laughs> They start fucking within that first week She said she fucked Mark because the nigga was thirsty Hey yo, this is Saga, and you're listening to DJ Soundwave from the Infinite Banter Podcast, where we banter infinitely on a podcast, which is perfect for me because I don't know when to shut the fuck up. Let's go. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Music G, repping the underground army worldwide. I want you to check out the new smash hit, Walk With Me. Walk With Me featuring Danger Stand Clear. Available on all streaming platforms. I said all streaming platforms. You know what it is. You know how we do. And if you don't know, log on to UGAHipHop.com. That's UGAHipHop.com. Walk With Me. Josh Michael of Walking Dead fame. You don't know who I am. You're listening to Infinite Banter. Time for you to leave, assholes. That is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But as always, got a couple quick things. I did mention I saw Halloween Ends, and, you know, I'm a big horror movie fan. The Michael Myers flicks, the Jason flicks, Freddy, all those guys. Definitely those horror icons. I can always watch those movies, and I've seen a few of them over this uh, last month getting ready for Halloween. But, uh, yeah, I went to see Halloween Ends, and, uh, you know, i got to give a couple thoughts. And if you don't want to hear about it and you're worried about spoilers, I'd recommend maybe skipping about five minutes or so. I'm not going to get too in-depth about it, but I definitely have to speak on it. So this is where we are. This is where it ended. I don't know if it's completely over, but this trilogy, this this new three-movie set, I imagine it's going to end here. That's the way it seems to be left uh, although it just it just ends with a mask on a table. I guess anybody could pick that shit up and start acting like Michael Myers, but that's kind of how it ends. So was it good? I mean, did we did it resolve the the whole trilogy, the the storyline? Are we done with Jamie Lee Curtis? I mean, it appears so. It appears like she's done with this, and uh, it it seems like the Michael Myers thing is finished until somebody else wants to uh, <laughs> somebody else wants to try and make another one of these. I guess it's possible that they'll make more again. But, you know, nothing's ever gone. You know, you thought this this series was probably dead after uh, Rob Zombie kind of ruined it. I kind of figured they were done with these, and here we are talking about it again. So so it kicks off, you know, I, I would say that I liked the first one very much, the 2018 version. When they brought it back, I liked how they picked up the story, and they, they kind of put new life into it. Kind of felt like Force Awakens with Star Wars. It kind of brought back all those things you liked, you know, made you feel like, okay, well, I'm, I'm back in it again. And I can get back into what they're doing. 
But just like Star Wars, the second movie kind of left you feeling a little like, what the hell are they doing now? Because Halloween Kills was, you know, there's a lot of good violence in it, I guess, and, and things like that. But it really kind of left me kind of unsatisfied and not sure what direction they were going. And they really went a different route with this Halloween ends. It's not even Michael Myers in, until like the, what, like an hour 15 into this thing? I don't even, I was looking at the phone. I was like, what time is it? Like, when is this dude going to show up? He's, he's not even in this damn movie. So basically, it centers around this guy named Corey, who's, you know, the worst babysitter of all time. Why people are still going out to uh, Halloween parties in the in the neighborhood, in the city where this dude was slaughtering people a couple years prior and for, you know, for parts of, of a decade or two. It's just amazing to me that these these idiots are like, oh, they're going to go out to the party and they're going to hire some some jerk off to watch your kid <laughs> everything's gonna be cool you know the kid wants to play hide and seek uh locks cory into the attic or whatever and he's kicking the door and the door ends up knocking the kid down for some reason they've got like a million stairs it's kind of like in psycho or whatever and there's like that big stairwell and the guy's falling down kind of reminded me of that a little bit parents come home just in time to see their kids splatter on the floor cory's a jerk the whole city doesn't like him why he doesn't move I don't understand. I kept asking this while I was watching a movie. Why is Jamie Lee Curtis still living there? Why is her granddaughter still living there? They almost never talk about the daughter who died at the end of Halloween Kills. There's a picture of her, and I think they mention her, but it's almost as if like it wasn't really a big deal. And nobody leaves. There's a city. Just it should be like it should be like Gary, Indiana. Like nobody should live here. Like. <laughs> It's a horrible place. Why is anybody there? So Corey is, you know, getting bullied by, like, the band from his school. Like, you know, four band members. Like, they're picking on him. It's, I guess that's a word we live in now where people who are in band are the bullies. Usually they're the ones that are getting picked on. It's bizarre. Jamie Lee Curtis's character sees this, and she thinks it's a good idea to introduce this kid, this messed up kid, to her granddaughter, who's also kind of messed up because of what they've been through. Sure, there you go. That's That makes total sense. But yeah, the point of this basically is, is that the Corey guy gets pushed by these bullies over like a uh, overpass. It felt like it, you know, when the kids are bullying the one kid and he falls over. It's the same kind of thing. He gets pushed down. He ends up where a bunch of homeless people are. And apparently Michael Myers is when he finally shows up. He's been living in the sewer with the Ninja Turtles <laughs> and DOS effects <laughs> and Chud, <laughs> whoever else is in those sewers. He's been living in there for three years. Like, I don't know licking his wounds and putting on band-aids i don't know what the hell he's been doing but he's been in that sewer for like three years Corey's in there and he finds him and they, they kill a homeless guy or something and I, this is it's i don't i don't know what the hell this is i don't why the hell is he in the sewer <laughs> straight from the sewer michael myers smelling like manure like i don't know what he's doing there but it took this long for Michael to be in the movie. So so Michael kind of takes him under his wing. It's like Batman and Robin. So they're like in the, the Michael cave. And they're down there. And he's he's getting his strength back or something to want to leave the sewer and kill people. That's what happens here. And uh, they go out together and they join forces. And I guess Corey is young Robin and becomes Nightwing and kills on his own. I don't it, This whole thing was just bizarre. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't understand what the hell was happening. <laughs> and there's some good kills in it, of course. Uh, Michael really doesn't do any of the killing. This kid does everything. So, you know, Batman's busy. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, Michael Myers is busy. <laughs> Let the young kid do everything. The The best kill in it, though, was... Uh, so there's like this radio station that everybody apparently listens to. It seems like there's only one station in town because they all listen to this guy. They all hate this guy, but they all listen to him. And uh, he's doing his show, and Michael Myers shows up, kills the receptionist... And then kills the uh, the guy 
the DJ, cuts his tongue off and puts it on the record. <laughs> I thought that was the, the best part of the movie. And my thought was like, ah, uh, Michael's mad he ain't playing enough hip-hop. They ain't playing enough Vic Spencer on, on this station, so he had to take him out. <laughs> but yeah, this movie's, this movie's nuts, man. I, bottom line is, like, it, the ending was good. They got it right. You know, the, the start of these three movies was to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers and end it with those two. So they got the, the bookend part of it right. It's just the in-between was just chaotic and all over the place. Uh, but I guess if you're happy with how it ended and that Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, got her, her vengeance and took him out, then sure, then then it was a success, right? I mean, I, I applaud them for doing something different, but I didn't want to see some kid uh, taking over the whole movie, but that's exactly what we got, you know, and the, the adults are still having parties and still getting dressed up while all this is happening in their city. I don't understand it, but what am I, what am I going to do? So... The movie ends, uh, Michael shows up at Laurie Strode's house, and she knifes him to the table. It got nice and clean afterwards. They, they had a, that's a lot of Clorox wipes to get that table clean. But yeah, she sticks a knife in his hand and looks very reminiscent of Jesus or something. His arms are spread out with knives in it, and he's on the table, and they slit his throat or something. They bled him out. I don't know what happened. I don't, I'm kind of lost. And the granddaughter comes over. Oh, before all this, I, I skipped it. Corey dies because he's kind of doing the Michael Myers thing, and he's dead first, and then it's Michael. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? You guys could watch the movie. I don't, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> so so the, uh, the, the training kid, he's done. And I, I guess he's like, you know, the spirit of Michael is in him, so he just feels the need for speed uh, or, or for killing. I got it. Not need for speed. Need for bleed. <laughs> it's so stupid. I guess what they're setting up is that if Michael stares in your eyes, you can get that bad spirit if you've got badness already in you and he brings out that next level or something. I don't know. It's like some green mushroom shit. Like you get that you get that next one. You get that next thing that you need. Thanks to Michael, you know, staring lovingly into your eyes or something. <laughs> but basically the movie ends. Michael dies on the kitchen table and they parade him through the town on top of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's car. I, I wouldn't want to drive that thing with him on top of it, with him like waking up and like reaching into the window. I would, I don't know who, how that works, how, who decided whose car they'd put him on, but they drive him to the, the junkyard where Corey worked and uh, they put him in the meat grinder. They, no, the, 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 the crusher, the thing that crushes the cars. And uh, that's it. He's dead. Why they never did this before, I'll never understand. But uh, he's dead. The movie's over. Halloween ends. It wraps up with uh, Michael Myers' mask sitting on the nice clean table that he was murdered on or killed or whatever you want to call it. And that's it. The granddaughter is leaving the city, which she should have done, you know, two movies ago. And she's leaving. I guess in theory, some new guy could take on the mantle and go chase her down. So that could maybe be the opening for the next one. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just kind of eh. It ended. I'm done with it until they do another one of these. So please do a Jason movie or do another Freddy movie. It's time for those to come back. I read somewhere Heather Langkamp, who played Nancy in the Nightmare movies, she said she would love to come back and do a, a similar thing that Jamie Lee Curtis is doing. So do it. Get Robert England, throw some money at him. Let's make another Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's do it. Let's get another. Let's get Jason and Snow. I've been waiting on that one forever. So, <laughs> all right, that's it for the Infinite Banter podcast. Happy Halloween. Hope everybody had a good time trick-or-treating and all that. Took my three-year-old daughter out to trick-or-treat. She was dressed up as, I think I got this right, Anna from Frozen. So it was pretty cool. And she was dressed up as Baby Yoda last year. So I got my costume last year. This year she got her what she wanted. 
That probably is what it's going to be for now on. She's going to pick what she likes. But uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out the show. Big salute to Vic Spencer. Listen to the podcast on all digital platforms, streaming platforms. Rate and review the show. Go on YouTube. Type in Infinite Banter. You'll hear clips from past guests, things of that nature. And follow the show on all social platforms at Infinite Banter Podcast. All right, happy Halloween. Thanks for checking me out. Big up to Vic Spencer. Go check out all his music, The Psychological Cheat Sheet 3, Mudslide. Look up his videos for Strolling and Bowling. Hell is Overcrowded. He's got a bunch of videos from that new album. And he's got some new stuff on the way, so definitely stay tuned. He's not done for 2022. So big up to Vic Spencer. Thanks for everyone for checking out the show. Until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.